Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There's been lots of news headlines about the waves of attack on the Asian community in this country in recent days. We just heard it from the AP at the top of the hour, and now here's a story about an attack in San Francisco. We don't know what's motivating. Much of the alleged attacks across the country seems to be a topic of argument. And while that's true for this unidentified man in his 30s on Market Street in San Francisco Wednesday morning, we do know what happened to him after he decided to act out. Police there say the young man felt the need to assault an Asian woman in her 70s, allegedly punching her as she stood on the street corner without provocation. Xiao Zhen Ji did get an injury to the side of her face in the attack, but was coherent enough to pick up a piece of board nearby and beat the crap out of the dude. She needed an ice pack. He needed an ambulance to take him to the hospital. (laughs) And good for her. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Well, Cliff, let's kick it off this morning with a morning road show thought of the day. Thought of the day. This one here can go two different directions. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. If ever you're tempted to think that nobody likes you, remember, everybody doesn't know you. (laughs) You can take that two ways, right, Cliff? Yeah, you certainly could. (laughs) Yes. Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. Well, everybody doesn't know you yet. (laughs) Really shocked this morning, Cliff, that we've got such response on our Facebook page, Wendy Cliff in the Morning. I really didn't think we'd have anything because the question of the day, Mm -hmm. what have you learned from this program while you've been listening? (laughs) Wow. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Yes. I put that on there thinking, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get anything, Cliff. So... If there's something you've learned by listening yeah. to this program, please go to our yeah. Facebook page. We want to hear what it is, <laughs> and we'll see if we can do a little bit better. Boy, I hope we get some more responses, Cliff. <laughs> you know, it's odd because we never really set out to do that, now did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. And the stuff that's been learned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we know who number two is. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> It's always number two, Cliff. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That'll be the history of this program, Cliff. <laughs> number two. <laughs> Mercy. We'd, a lot of people would be surprised to know that the song Take This Job and Shove It is a Love Gone Wrong song and not the anti-workplace anthem it has become. But since it remains the ballad of giving the boss the finger, we'll just run with that. Andreas Flotten had worked at Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia for a year, but had known the owner for eight. And after that year was up, he decided enough was enough. He couldn't stand what he called the toxic work environment any longer, and he turned his resignation in in November. Such a move, you'd think, would send a manager in one of two directions, either looking for a replacement or trying to find a way to fix what's wrong and keep the valued employee convincing him or her to stay. The boss in this case, though, chose a third option. Make an ass of himself and stretch the ordeal out for five months. Flotten said on his last day at work, he showed up with his company uniforms clean and neatly folded in a box. And when he walked out for the final time, the boss said his last check would be ready in a few days. As you might expect, that was a lie. There was no check in November. There was no check in December, none in January, and none in February. 
By that time, the ex-employee had contacted the Georgia Department of Labor, who became involved in the dispute. Finally, last week, Flotten awoke to find that he had been paid the $915 he was due for his last two weeks of work. Five months earlier, the payment came all in pennies dumped in his driveway. That's about 500 pounds worth of coins. And when the former worker and his girlfriend got to looking, they found the pennies all coated in some type of oil, making cashing them impossible until they're cleaned up. Is that legal to do? <laughs> Can an employer well, do that? First off, in the top of the pile of pennies, there was an uh, envelope, and on the front of the envelope was the words F-U, and... Um, if there was no check stub inside the envelope, then that is illegal. <laughs> because they have to give you a receipt to acknowledge the fact that they have paid you. Or else they technically never paid you. So here at Country 98.1, yeah. I could get handed a receipt. Yes. And a thousand pennies I have to lug out. <laughs> wait, wait, a for thousand the weekly pennies? Sa- yes. What and is I- that, like t- ten bucks? <laughs> okay, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, good radio would dictate we play Take This Job and Shove It, Cliff. You're right, yes. Are we doing good radio today? Of course we are. Here she's got it all. It's Kenny <laughs> Chesney on the Morning Road Show. <laughs> now, I admit it in all honesty, the uh, thousand yeah. pennies was just a made-up number there, Cliff. Because, oh, it was? Yes, okay. <laughs> I, because that factored in a little bit of overtime, so that usually doesn't oh, happen. Oh, so, <laughs> so. I kind of stretched that a little bit with a thousand pennies. Yeah. I feel bad yeah. about that now, Cliff. Have you ever seen the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, Cliff? Uh, maybe like the first one, but it's been so many years ago that I don't even remember what it. I mean, I remember it was. It's like that cult classic corny kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so bad you watch it. Yeah, it's so saying? bad you can't stop watching. Yeah, you can't stop watching. Yeah. And they've made several of them, too. Yes. And they're coming out with a new one where this time the main character, yeah. Leatherface, yeah. is an old man still with a chainsaw. With a chainsaw still. But instead of sawing people in half in this one, Cliff, yeah. I think he's trying to sell them reverse mortgages. I believe that's what, I think that's what he's went to right now. We talk about a lot of studies and a lot of research on this program, Cliff. Yeah. And I'll admit some of that stuff that, though it's supposed to be true, I really don't believe some of it. I mean, some of it just seems so outlandish. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really don't. I, I mean, mean, I think you know, it's possible, but I would say, you know, if you're, if someone people will find a way to, you know, turn anything into science, even the things that you know are clearly obvious to the rest of us so it's possible and you can make numbers say what you want to say if you don't that's right give the whole statistics can be manipulated yes. yes but i really believe this one to be true cliff i think What's most it? of our wonderful listeners have seen yeah. this actually at work and it's discrimination in the workplace okay for men who are nice it's called the nice guy penalty cliff and it's about how being nice and gentle yeah. at work and yeah. not in an aggressive blowhard like a lot of alpha males are yeah. hurts your chances of advancing in the workplace. And they say that people, especially men, who are yep. easy to work with and are very agreeable make less money than the jerks. You know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about. I, I do, yeah. And yeah. the masculine aggressive stereotype promotes an appearance yeah. of competence 
often hiding actual competence in that person. I was I've say, seen that before, have you it's, not? It's been my experience that someone who acts in such manner really doesn't have a damn clue. That's exactly right. <laughs> but the guy that knows and is quiet and just does you know, what he does, yeah. they gets passed over as, well, he's right. not competent enough because he's and, not raising cane. So, so even though they have the knowledge to do the job, they get penalized for not having the personality to, uh, I don't know, be stupid. <laughs> or, or be a jerk. I think exactly. that I think that's exactly right. You know, and you know that that works with uh, the relationship world as well. I, that you know, I never even thought of that. But that's I exactly mean, who, right. Who is it that the ladies are attracted to? I mean, there's a, there's a reason it says nice guys finish last because women want a bad boy. You think so? I do. Yeah. Sometimes you, you really think so. Are you a bad boy? No. I mean, you're do a married I, guy. You got a lady in your life. Are you a bad guy? No, I don't believe I am. Oh. So do you think the ladies like the bad boys? I think th- there are situations where that's true, yes. Wow. May have to get me a leather jacket and a <laughs> fake-looking Harley. That, you know, it's made that's out right, of a fake-looking Harley. <laughs> yeah. That's really going to get them. Woo-hoo-hoo. And I'll do some sound <laughs> effects. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the anytime line that you can call at any time or text at any time is 812-682-0520. Yes. I mentioned that, Cliff, because I thought you were so wrong about ladies liking the bad boys that it would be yeah. filled up that text line with comments <laughs> saying you're wrong. But nay, yeah. not a single comment saying that you're wrong, Cliff. I'm a little bit shocked this morning that that's... <laughs> I mean, you were so convinced I was wrong. I was. I thought the ladies will be jumping on that one and sending us text messages how Cliff is wrong. So uh-huh. I'm thinking, Cliff, yes. since it appears that you're right, do you think me dog-setting starting tonight for the next eight days <laughs> will build up a little bit of my bad creed around the uh, tri-state? Yeah. So you're yeah. looking like you're looking. You're trying to get some bad boy cred. Yes. What yes. What do you think? Uh, dog-setting? What, kind of do- what kind of dog is this? Um, it's got the word king and caliber in it, but I don't really know. It looks like a hairy oh. mole. That's what it looks like oh, to me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope the know. owner's not listening, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if it was like a pit bull, yeah, there's some bad boy cred there. Uh, although you might have something else in play. Okay. If you're looking for the ladies, there's really no better way to, uh, you know, other than being a bad boy, this is probably the second best way, is to uh, take your dog to the park because oh. dogs are irresistible. So for this period of time that you're dog sitting, have it out in public with you as much as possible so that the ladies will see you with a dog and they'll think the dog's adorable and you're adorable for owning it. But, oh, wait, you're not owning it. You're just sitting it. Shh, no one will know that, though. I <laughs> See, I would leave that part out. Yes, okay. <laughs> I've learned something this morning from you. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Apparently, the ladies like hairy moles. That's the way. That's the way I'm <laughs> going with this. Before we go over the weather forecast, I just wanted yes. to ask this question to okay. our wonderful eleven listeners. Okay. Was anyone else thinking when the AP newscaster Rita Foley said, "And now, just in time for you were thinking oh. breakfast"? <laughs> I sure was. I was too. Yes, I was. <laughs> we this story of cashing in on Wall Street could have ties to take it to the bank. Literally. The year was 1999 and it was an up year for the stock market. 
The Dow was just under 15,000 on January 1st, and by the last day of December it had climbed to 18,000. It could be said that making money that year was so easy even a caveman could do it. But then again, being successful on Wall Street isn't about just riding the market, it's about beating the market. And the list of winners that year included a new name, one who delivered a 213% return on investment, 22nd best in the country, good enough to outperform more than 6,000 professional stockbrokers in their chosen profession. That newcomer, a six-year-old chimpanzee named Raven who picked her stocks by throwing darts at names on the wall. Her financial performance good enough to earn her the Guinness World Record for Best Performance on Wall Street by a monkey. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. <laughs> oh, I wish I wish I had something to take there to the bank, Cliff. <laughs> Earlier this morning, Cliff, you were talking about uh, aggressive men and how the ladies like the bad boys because, you know, they're kind of jerks and all of that. Yeah. And that, um, that prompted this uh, voice message to the Anytime line. Okay. Oh, Phil McCracken. Uh, I heard you talking about all loud and overbearing uh, people there. Uh, you know, let me say this about that. Uh, I felt like you were looking right at me. Okay. We really weren't looking right at you, Phil. Were we, Cliff? <laughs> no. Even though you are loud and overbearing, we weren't referring to you specifically. No, and I don't want any hard feelings here. I don't want Phil to think that, you know, we're picking on him. So no. I say, Cliff, let's pick no. on another listener. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And I think this works. Okay, let's go. Researchers are now saying that woolly yeah. mammoths, we've heard of them all of our lives in school, the woolly mammoth. Yeah. Now they think that early humans actually coexisted with woolly mammoths. Okay. They were here at the same exact time. And yes. based on Nick from Otwell, mm-hmm. you can also make the case they may have mated. I'm not saying they did. <laughs> That's right. Woolly mammoths still exist today. <laughs> yes. And he lives in and he lives in Otwell. Yes, he does. <laughs> this kind of yeah. aggravates me a little bit. I read this What's morning. That? The Who yeah. thinks the coronavirus originated at wildlife farms in southern China. And that just aggravates me because why do we always think celebrities know what's going on? They have nothing to do with scientific stuff. Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend know as much about it as I do. Wait, wait, hold hold on. We're not talking about the who. We're talking about who? The World Health Organization. Never mind them. (laughs) They know what they're talking about. (laughs) Misinformed. It just says the who, Cliff. it's an honest mistake. Yes, no, yeah, sure I kind of think of you, Cliff, as, well, a lot of things, but Mr. NASA is one of them. <laughs> well, that's true. Anything I mean, NASA-related. I'm fairly knowledgeable of the things space, you might say. So you probably already know, but maybe some of our wonderful listeners don't, about the uh, scary thing they found on the International Space Station. Uh, I remember hearing, I don't have all the details in my head, but I do remember hearing about it, yeah. Well, basically, Cliff, what they did is, on the space station, they Mm -hmm. found new strains of microbes and bacteria that were previously unknown to scientists all over the world. No one's like, they're looking at it going, uh, what's this? <laughs> they found four different bacteria and microbes up there, Cliff. They have no idea where they came from. Wow. Yes, inside the space station, not on the outside, inside. Yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking 
if Stephen King's not taking notes right now, he's not doing his job, Cliff, because this is a perfect <laughs> setup story for him. Today's Take It to the Bank is brought yeah. to you by Tri-State School for Mimes. Remember their slogan. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. <laughs> Engineers, Cliff. Yep. At Stanford University, have finally pinpointed the exact reason why hummingbirds hum, and okay. no, it's not because they forgot the lyrics. That's nothing to do <laughs> that's, with it. That's not it. Okay. No, it took them though twelve high-speed cameras and two thousand one hundred and seventy-six microphones and three years of math to figure this out, Cliff. <laughs> Okay. A lot more complicated than I would think that it would be. You would, you would think it would not be that complicated. But basically, they found out through all of that <clears throat> that the hummingbirds flap their wings, creating yeah. a bunch of different sounds at the same time, and okay. all of those sounds mixed together yeah. make the harmonic sound that we hear as humming. Kind of disappointing, Cliff, whenever you do all of that math and all of those <laughs> microphones. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Before we do the uh, phrases of the day, I just want to tell you and all of our listeners that today is actually World Sleep Day. And uh, hopefully we've gotten you on a good start to sleeping the rest of the day with our entertainment this morning. I Number think... three, woolly mammoths still exist today, and he lives in Otwell. <laughs> number two, we know who number two is. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, the ladies like... Harry Moles. <laughs> well, see, we all learned something this morning, didn't we, Cliff? It, yes, we did, as a matter of fact. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.